what's more effective, a well-trained person with no equipment or a well-equipped person with no training? Well, in certain cases, I'd have to say that a person with proper training can get by with minimal equipment. But ideally, you'd like to have both. Lads to leaders. Now, Lads to Leaders is known as a program, but I'd like to describe it as a process. You see, the name is the process. You take lads, young people, and you mature them into leaders. The process of lads becoming leaders is about both equipment and training. Young people are equipped with values. They are equipped with philosophy, and they are equipped with special skills. Lads to Leaders is not just learning to do, but in reality, it's doing to learn. And as people participate in the Lads to Leaders program, they become well-trained and well-equipped to be the future leaders. And church leaders or community leaders, it, it produces leadership qualities in young people. The Lads to Leaders program is the legacy of Dr. Jack Zorn, who invented the program. If you're interested in participating in Lads to Leaders, ladstoleaders.com. If you're interested in learning more about it, you can contact Rhonda Fernandez, 321-202-7600, 321-202-7600, ladstoleaders.com. Producing leaders in the church, in the future, in the young people of today. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. When I show up to help, and, and, and I will show up to help, if you ask me to be involved in your moving project or this thing you're doing in the tree in the backyard or this thing that you're doing that involves lifting or hauling some equipment or putting something in place, I'll show up with a rope. Now, when I show up with a rope and you ask me, why did you bring a rope? I will answer with a favorite line from a movie you should not see, but I'll answer, well, Charlie Bronson always has a rope. The reason I do that is is in this movie that you should not see involves these two would-be vigilante Irish assassins, and they get access to an, an equipment room, an armament room. And there's ARs and Uzis and MP5s and Gatlin guns and rocket launchers and all these exotic weapons. But one of the guys bypasses all the weapons and gets this large coil of black assault rope. And his partner says, what do you need a rope for? And he answers in that Irish brogue, well, Charlie Bronson always has a rope. And so if you ask me why I brought a rope, I will say, well, Charlie Bronson always has a rope. And it's an inside joke. And when I say inside, it's just inside my head that it's funny. And I wish that I had a rope on this occasion. 
I, I knew I was in trouble when, when the second guy said, have a beer. That's how she's paying us. The she in question was a middle-aged lady wearing a red neck kerchief, holding a small white dog that had red ribbons in its ears and red toenails, and its name was Bama. <laughs> and she was indeed paying the gentleman in beer. Roll Tide. We were living in the Laurelwood Apartments. Jack and I had just moved to town in 1986. And this neighbor lady had asked for some help. And she said, I just need you to help move this refrigerator. And I had agreed to help. And I arrived at the appointed place to find, I'm not sure if it was Cheech and Chong, Dumb and Dumber, or Brain Dead in Coma. But I found these two guys already wrestling with a large double-sided two-door refrigerator. And when I say large, I mean the largest one I'd ever seen. And indeed, the neighbor lady was actually paying them in liquefiable assets. Needless to say, on this occasion, I would be working for free. The mistake the neighbor lady had made was that she'd paid the guys in advance, and they were well into cashing their second six-pack. A large fridge is, is no fun to, to move under the best of circumstances. And the task before us involved a long and narrow set of steps and then getting the fridge into a big van. Maybe the, the word panel truck or modified ice cream truck would give you a better picture. My impaired associates were not in very good shape. And, and when I mean not in very good shape, I don't mean that they weren't... Uh, just out of shape, emaciated would be the word. Okay, prisoner of war should come to mind. If one guy turned sideways, stuck his tongue out, he'd look like a zipper. The other guy, if he wore a red tie, would look like a thermometer. I mean, these guys were no match for this fridge. And I remember actually looking at them thinking, hey, this fridge has two doors. I could lay it on his back and put both these guys in it and bury them. They would fit. I, I had the idea somewhere that these guys were so inept that they couldn't pick cotton if they were made out of Velcro. And as they began to talk about how we were going to bypass these stairs, that's when one of them decided, hey, let's just let the thing slide down the hill and into the truck. Now, I personally did not think this was going to work, but I guess that's the problem. If you're being paid in beer, you're not being paid to think. Somewhere... On the slopes of Montesano Mountain was a carefully camouflaged coyote watching us through a large pair of Acme binoculars and laughing at himself. If Wiley Coyote laughs at you, you're making a bad plan. Cheech got below Chong. So Chong's above holding on to the back handle of the dolly. Cheech is below the fridge going to support the bottom side of it. And to my amazement, they aimed it at the truck. You know, it's not just, hey, let's get in the, we're going to aim this thing at the truck. At some point, the person on the bottom of this thing is probably going to discover the coefficient of friction, mass, velocity, slope, gravity, inertia, and blue cross, blue shield, imminent demise. I wouldn't take this approach or try this plan without a rope, and I wouldn't do this with two sober guys, but at this point, I've been relegated to just watching. One wheel rotation, one step over the, the edge where gravity actually grabs you is all that it took. 
Chong lost his footing. He slipped and fell and let go of the fridge. The fridge fell on its back and the dolly became a sled. Cheech, at the bottom, at the base of the fridge, fought valiantly to control the descent. The toes of his Chuck Taylor sneakers, the the flat bottom sneakers with no grip, the toes of his sneakers made two perfect furrows as he was pushed down the hill by the fridge, the bulldozer, whatever you want to call it. And luckily he missed the truck. Had he not missed the truck, his head would have popped off like the cork of a champagne bottle. You know, I never really thought you'd see a fridge bounce, but I've seen it. Now, I guess we could talk about alcohol. You know, the the simple thing uh, when you talk about alcohol is that it raises your confidence level while at the same time lowering your actual ability to do. And everybody who listens to this will probably agree that it's not something you mix with certain circumstances. You don't mix it with boats. You don't mix it with firearms. You don't mix it with rock climbing. And you really don't really mix it with relationships. But rather than talking about that, let's talk about associates. Who are the people that you look for when you need help? Who are the people you look to when it's time for help? Who are the people in your life you go to when there are heavy loads to bear? And, and, and that answering that question says a lot about our our judgment process and our decision-making process. I, I remember having a, a piece of black rope. We, Jackie had bought me some assault line at a, a store in Springfield, Missouri. It was my very first black tactical rope. It, it was 150 feet of blue water assault line. And I had used it, and it, it almost sounded like a thing of legend, the black rope. It almost sounded like something out of a, a Tolkien novel. And it was my favorite rope, and I'd used it. And very rarely have I given away climbing equipment. But I I was friends with this young man, and we had done a lot of climbing and been on a lot of adventures. And I was going to recycle that rope. I was going to kind of put it in the not used as often and buy some new rope. And and so I gave him the black rope. And it, it was in a black deployment bag. And he called me one afternoon, and he said, Hey, man, I, I lost the black rope. I said, what do you mean you lost the black rope? A black, 150 foot of black rope is hard to lose. He goes, well, I was underground in a cave. And and we were wading across some water. And I put the rope up on a shelf. And the shelf broke and it fell into some water. He said, and it went under. He said, now if I'd have been with people I trusted, I'd have gone in after it. And that's when we quit talking about the rope. And, and, And started talking about what were you doing underground? in the subterranean world, in water, and and you'd surrounded yourself with people you didn't trust, at least not trust enough to go in the water and believe they'd get you out. See, sometimes it's not the loads that we bear, but the people that we ask to help to move them. It's not the things that we're confronted that's the problem, but who we're with and the associates we have that we deal with those things with. You see, people who don't care about their family won't help you care about yours. People who don't care about their own safety, 
probably don't care about yours. People who aren't careful with their morals probably won't help you be careful with yours. People who are careless with their families won't encourage you to be careful with your family either. When you've got a, a heavy burden, when you've got an unbearable load, and, and there there is some truth to that that we all need help at some point at some time. In fact, when the Bible talks about bearing burdens, it uses two words. One's a backpack, one's a boulder. I, I've got a job. i got to handle my own backpack. But sometimes I've got these boulders. I've got these refrigerators in my life that I need help moving. And what crowd do I look to? What people do I look to? Who do I surround myself with? when it's time to move a heavy load. That choice is probably more important than the load that you're moving. That, that choice of who you surround yourself with, it's, it's not what you're moving. It's who you ask to help you move it. I heard a guy named Matt Evans talk about when you're dealing with a burden, it's not the what, but the how. I'd like to add to that. It's it's who when it comes time to move a big load, when it comes time to deal with this heavy burden, it's, it's who do you depend on, who do you rely on, who do you trust. And it's not just a matter of what. It's also a matter of how. But in some of the very most difficult circumstances in life and you need help, it really is a matter of who. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive Spiritual Development, A Christ-Centered Approach to Spiritual Self-Esteem. Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Mm-hmm.